The Tights and Fights podcast, for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Loveline, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation and Dan A., Danielle Radford. I have nothing else. That's amazing. And solo Kelkoa, Lindsay Kelk. I do love that crazy kid. Sure. I would go for coffee with him. Yeah. I, do you think he'd want to go see a movie? You know, I every time I see Shoot uh, Solo Sokoa, he looks like the happiest dude like in the world, like just yeah. hanging out with his family and dancing and stuff. I want to hang out with both sides. I want to go to Cheesecake Factory Oh my with him. god, yeah. Get some mocktails, share a nice little thing of tendies. Yeah. Oh, Dominic can yeah. come, I guess, if we're going to have tendies. Sure. It's just tendies. Well, we've got a lot to get to. We're going to start with the Royal Rumble and then get to the main event that everyone listening to this is already anticipating. So we only had four matches. We had the Women's Rumble, then the United States title match, then the Fatal 4-Way for the undisputed WWE Championship, followed by the Men's Rumble. What did you think overall of the show, Lindsay? Where does this sit amongst all the Royal Rumbles? I were only a day removed, so I haven't done right. my, my rewatch yet. It's fresh. Usually I would have done a rewatch, but today I had to watch Sports Ball. <laughs> I don't want to say it was bad, because it wasn't bad, because uh, I thought the Women's Rumble was awesome i thought the fatal four-way was fun i thought kevin owens slapping the shit up long pole was fun but then i found the men's rumble just to be a little so i don't think it was bad i will happily rewatch. i think it had some excellent moments it was fair to middling it's the most english answer i could possibly give you <laughs> what about you danielle yeah no about the same there were definitely some high spots some bright spots i think that Aside from the obvious cloud that had set over this entire weekend, there was also, you know, the the Rumble is the big surprises pay-per-view. It's become that. We didn't get a lot of the rumbly stuff that makes it the Rumble. A lot of, like, place setting and not a lot of, like, huge, huge surprises. The ones that we got were fantastic, but not as much as, like, we're used to. And then, yeah, the men's rumble w- was fine, but kind of, it did kind of land a little bit like a fart for me. Overall, it was just kind of like, meh, meh. And I know it's hard, like, going after <laughs> a long night of stuff and then, like, having to do that big, long match last, but there's nowhere else to put that. You gotta put that last, or it's very unfair to the four people in the ring, whereas, like, a bunch of you in there can bring the energy up. And I don't think it was a case of bad energy i think it was just i didn't like the way that the rumble overall the entire thing not necessarily about wins or losses or anything i did not like the way the match was booked yeah it didn't have any moments it didn't have right? any moments. i just didn't feel like it had enough we get moments. kofi in there where was my kofi yep. spot yes right where is my logan paul ricochet jumping off throats like where were my moments and i did not have them you kind of had to put the men's rumble last. The reason being because Cody was the winner. So you know he's going to go to Roman. Yeah. We keep talking about Roman yep. beating uh, Hogan's yeah. record, but I went and looked it up last night. And I'll, I'll say now what I said in the private uh, chat, that he cannot break Hogan's record. That title 
is the title he won second. So the Universal Championship is the one he's held the longest. He's held that one all 1,245 days. But the belt that has the lineage that goes all the way back to 1963, he's only held for 664. Mm -hmm. So seeing that made me go, oh, well, maybe they are going to finish the story. That would make sense. This is the... This is the payoff we want. I have a question about the yes. title numbering, mm-hmm. which is just, I don't know the answer. So I'm asking the question. I don't know if any of us know the answer because I don't think we had eyes on this. But have they always separated out those two title runs? Because I don't feel like they've made a big right. deal out of it, right? It's always been like 1,300 days, 1,300 days, leading us and saying, which will he break next? They haven't said, well, actually, he can't break it. Just side note. And I'm just wondering if now more emphasis is being placed on separating the two so that when he might drop it before breaking Orange Races Terry's record, you know, like, so we're like, well, he was never yeah. gonna, so don't feel bad about it. I think it's one of those things where it's like, the WWE is so, like, squidgy with everything they do that it whatever that is that they want it to be is gonna be what it was gonna be. And so... Yeah. They have excuses to like back up either play, but whatever they yeah. do is it, yeah. it's not about the importance of actually beating the thing. It's about whatever they're trying to say. Right, right. They've never said longest reigning with an asterisk. So that like that's my thing, right? Whereas now it's like, oh, but like, I feel like there's a lot of noise being made. That's, the, uh, that detour aside, um, I understand why the men's rumble went last, but I think given given yeah. the way it was booked which i agree was kind of the the last segment with Cody and Punk went on maybe a little too long for where Punk is but way too, way too long. long let's assume and we'll talk a little bit more about why Brock wasn't there but let's assume Brock shows up if he's the only big surprise that you have that is an issue even that alone <laughs> is not as good as as what the women's rumble yep. was how that is so disrespectful to Omos. I mean, <laughs> yes. who amongst if, us did not pop? <laughs> he's so tall. He didn't just go, oh, this they, guy? I didn't know they he made men here? this tall. So tall. Okay, Pat, Mr. Um, I played professional if, football. If you look at just the build of it, they start with a super hot rumble. Really, like, bell to bell, exciting. Jordan Grace was yes. a huge surprise. That was really exciting. Then you go to, to the KO Logan Paul match, which was my pick to sort of quietly steal the show like the one that you go oh, that's gonna be a good match but it may be better than that i don't think it stole the show i don't think anything no. stole Mm-mm. the no. spotlight away from the women's rumble but that was a really really good match and logan paul keeps what's interesting is they keep putting him not only against more and more experienced performers but he's worked a lot of different match types working a match against the Miz is different than working against Ricochet. Yeah. It's different than working against Seth Rollins. It's different than working against Kevin Owens. And he is able to pull off a believable, exciting match with all of them, which speaks really well to him. I liked. Uh, there were some people who hated that finish. I actually liked it. I haven't seen that in a in a while, so it felt fresh. Yeah, I'm totally fine with it because. Kevin does not need the U.S. title. Like, do I want to see Kevin Owens carrying gold? Mm-hmm. Always. Uh, do I need to see him carrying the U.S. title right now? No. Do I know they want mm-hmm. Logan Paul to bring it into Mania? Of course, logically. And it was more satisfying for me to see Kevin Owens so frustrated that he beat the living shit out yeah. of the boy. Like, I, that's, that's how we all feel, right? Like, we all want to kick the crap out of that boy. We all want to send him back to his backstage interview where he can't put two and two <laughs> together. <laughs> so funny, um, I've watched it five times. I know, and I saw people so mad about it, but I'm like, don't be. 
it's wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And also it's like, look, if, and I've said this about a bunch of different wrestlers, but I, and usually it's one of those things where it's like, it's such a bummer because they know they can heat this person up anytime. So they never get them what they deserve and bloop, 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 bloop. I feel like with Kevin Owens, there are always a lot of people who are like, they can do that and they can heat themselves back up and they can make anything work. With Kevin Owens, he, to me, is one of the only people who are in that kind of realm who he even makes the fact mm -hmm. that he's losing all the time work. It's not even like you can heat him back up and it starts working. And cause yeah. you know, like I love a Dolph Ziggler, but it would be like, which Dolph are we getting? Are we getting Jobber Dolph or are we getting, we really need you. So please yeah. go be as good as you actually are so that we can have this match make sense. Yeah. Whereas with Kevin, it doesn't matter if he's down or if he's up, you believe it throughout the entire thing. And, and part of it is, is like, he is the prize fighter. Like that is his gimmick. So I never mind when he gets screwed because Kevin Owens getting screwed is such a like huge part of his character <laughs> and a yeah. huge part yeah, of yeah, like truly. what makes him him that it's okay and again it doesn't have that weird roller coaster feeling of i don't know which kevin i'm getting either yeah. way i'm getting kevin um going back well, i also think uh, before we dive into the women's rumble i thought the fatal four-way match was really good i thought they all came out of it looking strong they Created a lot of really smart moments, including stacking them up and him finally having to sneak out of there with a win. That was cute. It's great to see L.A. Knight in a match like that and have it booked where, I mean, obviously from a performance level, he belongs there. But to have them book him like he belongs mm -hmm. with those three mm -hmm. really accomplished like guys there. is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I think Roman had to, looking back at it now, I was like, Roman had to, but this is all hindsight 2020. Roman needs to start mm -hmm. looking stronger on the way yeah. into Mania. Yep. It needs to stop being screwy finishes. It needs to stop being people interfered. It needs to stop being like, well, he got away with that one. Because if we want to genuinely see, I guess we're doing Reigns Roads too. Like, if we want to see that true battle, he's got to go in looking like, Mm -hmm. Like the God that he tells yeah. us he is, right? Because if we're just like, well, is he just going to screw him again? Is something going to happen that's screwy? Like, I think we might even have to do it in a cage. Like, I don't know Ooh. what we have to do, but I think there has to be no bloodline at, at ringside. I think he has to believably be in a position to just go out there and murder Cody so that whatever the result feels earned. Oh, I just had an idea. It's never going to happen. You give me the pen, you have, not only are we showing Roman like earning it and that he, it, it can't be shenanigans this time, you do a lumberjack match with everybody that the bloodline has fucked over on the outside. I was just going to, as soon as you said, give me the pen, I was going to say lumberjack match because how fun would that be? Just everybody on the, like just with a bat. CM Punk's just there. He's like, look, I'm new here. They haven't done anything yeah. to me, but I fucking love bats. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just like hitting people. Yeah, bitch loves bitch a bat. Loves bitch a bat. loves a bat. <laughs> that would be so much fun. That would be fun. And then it becomes like yeah. almost like if it were to be the one where he loses, it becomes this like Julius Caesar yeah. moment, you know? Like everybody's and got their bats And you get that giant in-ring celebration yep. with like lifting oh. him up on their shoulders and I can see it. It won't happen, but <laughs> what if I was in charge? It won't happen. Oh, we just great. wrote, yeah. well, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Shakespeare. Fuck you, real life history. We just improved on Julius Caesar. <laughs> Can't believe they didn't lift him up on their shoulders. The last blow is Jay. Come on, y'all. I agree he needs to look strong coming into Mania. If if I had the pen, I would have them somehow respond to The Rock in the two months leading up to WrestleMania 
Sol Sokoa comes out, you think he's going to cost Cody the match again. Then The Rock comes out and switches it and reverses it so Cody wins. And that sets the two of, that sets him and Roman up on a collision course for next year's WrestleMania. Because you know that's going to build for a long time. I, I have friends who are like, they'll have a, yeah. and they'll have a one-on-one match at SummerSlam. I'm like, no, they won't. The Rock's not wrestling anybody one-on-one. He's not going to wrestle solo first. <laughs> that's not happening. He'll maybe do a tag match in the lead-up. I'm sure there will be physicality, but but realistically. Bruh, he doesn't have to. He didn't have to exactly. before. Yeah. He double doesn't have to now that they need him to be their new fucking, like, he's he's the colonel now. Yeah. Like, he's the big mascot face. Like, especially now that you need that, he's not going to be in there. He didn't do a fucking rock bottom for who? Not for you. Do Take a DDT. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not for us. Yeah. That's for yeah, yeah, He's yeah. not going to bleed his own blood for us. Like, it's not going to happen. No, 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 no. I love a lot of the stuff that you just said, though. That does make me incredibly happy. Also, Solo, my dude, babe, 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 if you wear a hoodie and no shoes, we know it's you. We don't have to pretend it's not you. You're the one in the hoodie who ain't got nothing on his feet. (laughs) The greatest disguise he could possibly manage would be just a pair of sneakers like just put some shoes put on some baby crocs pair of and gorilla and some let's little go socks. Yeah. yeah right just slipper socks uh, i don't know what it is i don't know babe but like that's how you trick us that's how you put the little logo up before the show's gone off air you put shoes on <laughs> that's how you get us we got got by shoes i want that yeah let's talk about the women's rumble this had like the, I, I just rewatched just just to sort of watch it before the rumble. I rewatched the first women's rumble from 2018, I think it was, and that was great because it was a celebration of the proper arrival of of women to their rightful place in the WWE. That you have all the people who never got the opportunity coming back. You, you know, you got all the nostalgia folks mm-hmm. you, from from several different eras, and the second one felt that way a little bit too. I love the fact that there are so many talented women between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT that they were able to field an entire Rumble with only one outside person, and that that being Jordan Grace, who I was not familiar with. I don't watch TNA, famously. Famously don't watch it, but she <laughs> she was so good with everybody there that, yeah, I, that I was like, I'm going to have to go check her out. Because I enjoyed what she did so much. Like, clearly a star. She'd be beating the shit out of dudes, too. Yeah. Because that's how TNA works. They do intergender sometimes. Yeah, she's great. She looked great. I thought she did an incredible job of looking like she belonged there. Yeah. And not being the guest star. You know, like, it never looked like (laughs) it was this week on Joey. Like, she (laughs) just looked like she belonged in that ring with everybody. And I I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved her moment. With Ivy Nile, I thought, weirdly, like, the outsider yeah. came in and elevated Ivy Nile. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? This is fucking amazing. Like, this woman is a killer. If I start talking about Women's Rumble, I won't stop, so I'm going to shut my silly mouth. Because it made me so I, happy. I, look, I, it was so good. Yeah, uh, she, and also, Jordan, aside just from being a complete badass, and aside from them having the respect for her to have her get tossed out by Bianca right on, I don't know if you've heard this, the hardest part of the ring. Uh-huh. Um, also, <laughs> thank you, Jordan, for doing what I wish they had paused and had everyone do, which is hug Naomi as soon as they see her. Yet another sight that we didn't know if we would ever see, Michael Cole. We've already witnessed hell freeze over in the last few months. What could possibly be next? 
Welcome back, Naomi. Thank you for being a Danielle Radford proxy in that moment as I'm crying, yeah. thankful that I didn't have any makeup on because I'm just like, oh, 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 Naomi, yeah. that wig is so good. Yeah, we were a three for three on <laughs> crying. With that, that group chat was just wall to wall. Teared up. So didn't expect it. I heard the music and I started. I was driving home, so I didn't even really get to see it. But oh, I pulled yeah. into the garage. As soon as I heard the music, I was pulling into my garage. So I got to stop and look at it for a second and... and and tear up. I was like, it no. made me so it's happy. So but you're right. There should have been a two second uh, window for everyone at the end of the <laughs> run in yeah. to just be like, oh my God, welcome back. After- I was so glad <laughs> Naomi got, I, yeah, I was so glad Bailey got that little moment. I was so glad I did like, yes. and, and for Naomi, yes. like her first rumble back and she lasts that long in the rumble is such, again, just a compliment to her. Mm-hmm. All of the women who came from, I mean, and yeah, a lot of them were there to be fed, but also I think that it is very smart if these are the next generation of these women talent there is no safer environment to start introducing them to the main roster and start introducing them to the fans and getting people really invested on them before you do whatever you're Mm going to do with them than to have them come in on the women's royal rumble would i have liked a couple more surprises of course but that's like the rumble is my favorite of the year because i i like that i'm i'm the person who liked it when like my history teacher suddenly showed up at math like I'm like, guess what we're doing today? Watching a video. Yeah, it's like, Miss Davis, I didn't even know you could leave your room. Like, that. So, so like, so obviously I pop for that. I am the one that you bring in by being like, oh, on Joey, is is it Chandler? No, it's not Chandler. It's never Chandler. But you, you, it was was never going to be Chandler. (laughs) No, I thought one of the things they did so well in the women's particularly like just to danielle's point about feeding people and my favorite to meet in the room yeah. even when people were obviously meeting the room like they were never treated as that mm. i didn't feel like any of the women came in to just go back out you know like no one came in without Except for having Holland. a moment well i mean but that was a great comedic <laughs> but even that it was a story it was still like a it was a whole story True. that she yeah. got in her one second in the ring like I just thought they absolutely nailed that, given everyone a moment. Even Candice and Indy got to do the way. Mm. Uh, Zelina got to come in with her cool gear. like, And it's always the littler ones, right, that we know are just being fed in the yeah, Rumble. Yeah. And like, you've got <laughs> Carter and Chance, and they got to kick Kabuki Warriors' ass a little bit, and they got to do their moment. Ivy Nile got her moment. Tiffany Stratton looked like a fucking oh, superstar. Oh, my God. Yeah. God damn superstar i mean roxanne perez is always good and delightful but i was like oh great oh, roxanne perez but tiffany stratton looked like put a put the main belt on her i like no no no. i like that yeah woman. i sat up like ears up like yes. a like oh full meerkat yeah full meerkat. the second she was in the ring i was like i love her gear i love her look i love her attitude i love her swagger i love the way she stepped to everybody she did not come in with an ounce of there was just not a whiff of anxiety yeah. on that woman. And I'm sure she was terrified because who wouldn't yeah, I think that if, yeah, if it wouldn't have been for the jade of it all, I think that she would have walked away with the most kind of online, online, as in that thing yeah. of like, yeah, who yeah, is yeah. this and why don't I know more? I think she would have walked away with a lot more of that if it wouldn't have been for the yeah. storm that came. My wife never watches wrestling. Never. Never does. Does not like wrestling. The violence is too much for her. But there's a sporting event on and I scratch her back while it's on, I can watch anything I want. 
Ha. Anything. <laughs> when Shade Cargill Chico? came out, she was like, who's that? Yeah. And it wrapped. Yeah. And then when she and Bianca Belair had their face off, she was like, <gasps> let me know when they when they face each other. I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> like, she was interested. What a, what a yeah. great debut. Number one, like, I think a lot of people, there were people who criticized the choice to sign her, sign this big person, show her on TV a couple times, and then basically hide her away. You have no idea where she is in terms of being on television. Right. But, you know, she's training. They're training her. They want her mm-hmm. to be even better. You know, obviously she showed a lot of promise, but you don't want to throw her onto television and set her up to fail. And I think it, had they rushed her, that's what would have happened. Yeah. But mistake. she yeah. looked fantastic. Everything looked crisp. Her eliminating Nia Jax solo. I'm saying they're going, don't worry, Jade Cargill's going to come in and eliminate her. Like, it's just going to happen. Like, <laughs> Oh, I'm like showing Jeff the group chat screaming at him going like, I, that's what I said. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, of course, you idiot. Oh, what a great yeah. prediction. Nostradamus, uh, but it just made me so happy. It made me so happy. Everything about Jade's presentation mm-hmm. fucking thrilled mm-hmm. me. Like she brought all of that confidence that we saw with her in AEW, and it was doubled down oh. with good reason. Like, give it up for TJ and Natty oh. having her in the dungeon doing them fucking reps. Yeah. You can see yeah. the work put in her being able to pick up and throw around and body fucking you know Nia Jax or anyone else that we knew her strength was never the thing it was always like the it was everything else like she I mean can she do it can she do the work and this is what happens when you're like yeah no I want this more than anything in the world so I'm going to like you know god she's only literally only been wrestling with like three years it's fucking yeah. crazy. And for the bulk of that, she wasn't even getting real training. You know, like that's the fucked up thing. And like that to me is what's going to make me love her even more because she was previously in, in another life, like put in a very rarefied condition. You know, it's like special, special, special. She's our special baby. She's our special baby, but wasn't given the tools that you need to be the best special mm-hmm. baby. Uh, we brought her over here. There's no arrogance. There's no attitude. There's no like, don't you know I was the Hoss champion for yeah. like 25 million years? And say, like, no, she came over here and said, I want to be better. I want to <laughs> be good. I want to work hard. Please show me how. And anyone that's prepared to put the work in, I think it's really hard when you've been really successful somewhere and then you have to start over. Like in any industry, any job, like you leave a company where you were hot shit and you go to another company that's maybe a little bit bigger and they do things differently and like they're excited to have you, but are you at the same level as everyone else that works there? You can either be a giant baby and not show up or you can put the fucking work in and she is working Mm -hmm. and it shows and it's beautiful also and i'm sorry i laughed in the middle of that it was because i just realized you'd said the hoss champion and i I forgot i I forgot about that and i laughed really hard (laughs) it's like the yorkshire version of of she's hoss champion champion. but yeah no just 100 i know that her and daniel bryan were doing a lot of work I, i it's just you know aew just flat out like they most places, in fact, except for wrestling schools where they have a show that is part of the school, do not have a separate training facility or something like, you know, 
the PC. And yeah. so now being able to end the fact that she was not just in the PC, but she was like, you know, I'm going to go to the most respected fucking training place ever because I take it this seriously. So I, she could have just stuck in the PC and done her thing, but she was like, no, I'm going to go ahead and turn this up and go to the dungeon. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's got to bring something yeah. special. I think she so does have to. I mean, there is that. Right. There's that chip on the, the good chip on the shoulder. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, oh, well, she couldn't do it before. But it's like, so she's going to show you something fucking special. Sit back. Enjoy. Oh, <laughs> and the gear, the gear versus gear. God, her and Bianca's gear oh. is going to yeah. be so good. And Julian, sir, you're not getting off for that. He's Julian would normally be in here screaming as loud as us. But I think he's been screaming all weekend between football and um, real sports wrestling. But um. <laughs> <laughs> Julian had the nerve to tweet at them last night that they're not allowed to fight because they're sorority sisters or they're soros because they went to the same sorority during different years. Um, look, I understand that they are part of the Divine Nine, but Do you though? No, just <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I I did not go to an HBCU. I am not a Greek. I went to a, uh, a very pretentious private uh, college, but. I want to see the AKA off so bad. I want them to both. I want it to be like the beat it video, but everyone is in pink, lime and white. You do not understand. I want 40 year old moms in jackets, dance fighting other 40 year old moms in jackets. I need it. Okay. Sorry. Oh yeah. That, I had to go. That, mat, that is a billion dollar match. Like you can't yeah. not have it. I don't, I, I don't care if they're identical twins they're wrestling each other. Like I, I don't. It doesn't matter. That would matter. probably be less I don't sacred. Care, I don't care what they did. And you know who fights harder than sisters? That's, That's my right. question. Oh, who my fights harder? Than and this sisters? time we don't have to worry about which one wished they ate the other one in the womb or whatever that was. Yeah. Oh, she didn't say yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. I ate you in the womb. I wish that she had said I wish I ate you in the womb. Never mind. I love that tag teams were featured. I think they've done a really good job oh. in the last several weeks working to build their tag team division and feature a bunch of different teams regularly on television and yep. every single Agreed. tag team got in there together at some point and were able to mm. team up just keeping that going just a little bit yeah loved it the one thing it was missing was the either naomi or or uh i'm never gonna not call her casey Catanzaro. sorry uh, that's her name and that's correct Hal, because the other name is stupid yeah, why would you take away brand recognition, you fool? You could have done fools. both of them doing a spot together. I was waiting for that spot to happen one way or another. Never did. Yeah. That was a little disappointing, but that's that's just... But you did get the Kyrie saying Spider-Girl yeah. spot instead, which was Oh, God, beautiful. that was so good. Beautiful. Also, did, do you have to ice your ankles? What What do you do after you hit that? Because that's not... <laughs> I, I, I Look, there's a lot of stuff in yoga. I'm like, the human body doesn't do that. But that's definitely a move where I'm like, I don't know how the human body did that for that long. No, I like, please get that woman... I mean, I assume she just has no fingerprints left today, yeah. too, right? It's just like, scraped yeah. clean... But like that was beautiful. She looked incredible. Yeah. Be saying do crimes. And Bailey Winnings, absolutely the right choice. You know Becky Rhea is going to happen gorgeous. anyway. Yeah. So having Bailey, as soon as Becky was eliminated, I was like, oh, Bailey's winning. I said it out loud, like <laughs> like my wife knows or cares. But uh, you know, obviously the right choice. I love that she's already on Twitter saying she's going to ch- challenge Rhea Ripley, which will make it all the better when yeah. she winds up having to challenge Eosky because they have turned on her. I thought it was going to happen in that match. I thought they were going to come out to celebrate it Same. and then beat her down. 
I thought they were going to try and eliminate her and fail somehow. Yeah. Like maybe they would both try and yeah. dump her and she got back out, back under the rope somehow and they would have a showdown. Um, but I, I love this way because now I don't know how they're going to do it and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and just her little face at the end. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't, nothing makes me happier than wrestlers with genuine authentic emotions right? on their faces. And I was just so happy for her. Yeah. Now that we have discussed the Royal Rumble, it is time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Last Thursday, a follow-up on the Vince McMahon sexual abuse story was published by the Wall Street Journal, and it's worse than any of us could have predicted. We don't know what's going to come next. What you will find about it is very disturbing. I had it shared with me. You can also read the entirety of the complaint and sort of understand what's going on there. Okay, whoop, whoop, one second, Hal, before uh, everybody else keeps going. Uh, I am here with an extra conversation with Danielle Radford. Hey, hi, it's me. In addition to wanting this to be an excuse for us to talk again, uh, I just wanted to express before we get into uh, the nitty gritty and and all of the drama from this week, because for some people, this might be their first time hearing us talk about everything that's been going on with Vince McMahon, even though we've been doing it for the better part of a year and a half, really, gosh, since this podcast started. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but. Yeah. I want to just make sure that we, one, put a big trigger warning at the beginning of this. If you go into the details of the story, you are going to find some very, very horrible things. Yeah, really horrible, very upsetting. So just be prepared for that. Yes, absolutely. And you know what? We are going to talk because, you know, we are a wrestling podcast. We are going to talk a little bit about the behind the scenes stuff with this conversation and also just what it's meant to uh, WWE programming. But I think it's appropriate at the top of all of that to make sure that we put our minds on on the people that were directly affected by everything that we've read in the last few um, a few days. I mean, th- this is a real human story at the heart of all of the drama that we see on our TV show, and I don't think that that should be lost as we talk about all of this stuff. Yeah, you know, we obviously, Titan Fights, we are not the most serious of wrestling podcasts. Uh, you don't come to us for your news, nor should you. But this is a subject where... It's just really important that despite all of, you know, the drama, which is normally what we are talking about here, this is very serious and really, really awful and horrible. And these are not characters on your television screen. These are real people that bad things have really, really happened to. So yeah, it's just really important that we keep first and foremost, like at the front of our brains, that this is really about the people who have been affected by this. And fuck, man, I just hope that everyone's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, more details are going to come out about this. And I I ask everybody who's listening to this to keep that in mind as we, uh, you know, speculate about what this means for the fiction on our television, that, you know, real lives are, are, have been affected by this. And I think that that should be paramount even though it is probably the least visible part of all of this in a lot of ways. So with that said, here is uh, the rest of this conversation. All of a sudden, over the course of four hours, maybe less, Slim Jim pulled out as a sponsor. Vince McMahon had already sold shares a few weeks ago. He had to resign. He is done. He now no longer is the person who calls the shot at his company. He can't control the board anymore. And... The truth is, when allegations like that are swirling, when it is ready to go to court in some way, and this resurfaces again, you become a corporate liability. So it would appear this is not something you come back from. 
what was your reaction to all this? I mean, what? Because we had already left before. We've been. It feels like we're like yeah. it's. A, a, there's a a part of me that was like, oh well, I already lived through this. Yeah, I've been ricocheting back and forth, not like the man, um, <laughs> but real, just like one side to the other of like, fuck yeah, he's gone, and then like, oh my god, but people's lives had to be ruined yeah. for him to be yep. gone, and oh yes, he's out. But he's only out because it benefits other rich yep. men. And it's just a very weird spot. The thing where I keep coming back to is, I mean, I read all of the stuff and I don't feel like a better human for knowing that those things have been written mm-hmm. down and shared and, and someone has endured them. He was supposed to pay this person allegedly $3 million. Mm-hmm. He supposedly paid about $1 million before he just decided to not. But there were 14.6 million, I do believe, is the number of payments made out to women who have accused him of sexual harassment or abuse out of his own pocket, which is how this all mm-hmm. began, because the, the the lawsuits and the, the paperwork didn't tally up with the money that had gone out of the company. If only one million went to this person, I feel physically sick yeah. thinking about where the rest of the money went to and how many fucking lives this monster has fucked up. Allegedly. Allegedly fucked up. I said there was an allegedly at the top. Um, I do, I'm so pleased he's gone. We've all wanted him gone, apart from this storyline. Like, regardless, wrestling fans broadly, WWE fans, a lot of WWE fans, especially people, I think, in a podcasting space or a social media space have wanted him gone for a very long time. This is not how I wanted him gone. I just wanted him gone. But it does feel very fucking weird to me to know he is, it, it's, it's not, is he? It's like the boogeyman. I still feel like he could come back any fucking second. Um, but it's, he's never going to get a thank you, Vince. He's never going to get a Hall of Fame. He's never going to get any of those things. And that is wild. And I'm not saying he ever should, because if any of this is true, allegedly, allegedly, fuck that guy and everyone who sailed in him. I I still can't comprehend it. I can't comprehend that he's gone. It's just still succession, right? I'm like, is this Kendall's first coup or his second? It happened so quickly. Is this cruises or is this the heart attack on the plane? Like, I, which one is Mm -hmm. it? I mean, Slim Jim gave them a huge gift by actually saying Vince McMahon's name. Like, that was, because I've been kind of following, obviously, like, the legal part of it. Once that came out, I was like, we're, I was telling folks, like, we're at hours, we're at hours before he, before the decision to resign with Grace is no longer his to make. Like, Mm -hmm. because once they say, we are specifically not going to do business while this person is there because, you know, I'm not going to say it because it's going to make me laugh. And this is very, very serious. But like the sentence Slim Jim's values, integrity or whatever, it, it, it is just funny. And I there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they <laughs> said that and they said his name in it, like that's right there. His lawyers and him can try to fight as much as you want, but you cannot deny when one of, when easily their most well-known brand partnership, it's fucking yeah. Slim Jim. Legacy, like a legacy yeah, partnership. They are, like... they are milk and cookies, baby. They are chocolate and peanut butter. They are like, they are synonymous with each other. Like you do not say Slim Jims and not think wrestling. So the mm-hmm. fact that they, 
you know, stood 10 toes down and said, as long as this dude is there, like, we can't be part of this. That was a gift to them, was saying his name straight out and making it easier for them to get rid of him. Yeah, I hate that that was what had to do it, was that it had to be money. It couldn't just be... Hey, so it turns out the first time when we did an investigation, maybe we should have investigated harder uh, and that's our bad and we should, you know, obviously there's, this is going to come out. This is not going to go away. Or we knew and we didn't do anything. Yeah. Like that's the other thing, This is going to be, It's like, oh, we did discover all of this, but we were in kind of a tricky situation. He had us over something of a barrel and we just kind of let it play out. Exactly. And it's going to be, there's obviously, yeah, like a, um, obviously this is institutional, like it, it can't not be institutional when you're the most powerful man in your business, not just in your company. So a lot of stuff is going to come out and it's just going to get more unpleasant. And I hope that with that, it, you know, sunlight is never a bad thing. I fucking, obviously my heart breaks for the victims. My heart breaks for a lot of the other people who like, we're never going to hear about who were probably, I don't want to speculate this out loud, but like I just reading over a lot of that stuff. I'm like, hmm, a lot of people that we really like, like whom we know, yeah. like some shit, not great. There's going to be collateral damage. There's going to be a lot of collateral damage on this one and not just the people named, but people who's people who may or may not have been named in it, their families, you know, like all the stuff like that. Like I celebrated for about four minutes and then I was just like, oh, this is fucking life ruining shit. Yeah. Maybe we should stop putting these scumbag men in positions of power. I don't know. That's just something I've been playing with. It it also shows the difference between I own the company, I control the board. I'm stepping, you know, the step away in 2022 is a little different than this time because but if he had just stayed gone but it was his it was his company. He was not going to stay gone. I know, I know. Because he he has always uh, above all things had displayed an ego outside of the character he plays on television oh, the arrogance of this man the fucking arrogance he he yeah. has had a need to control yeah. things so you know yeah. he made the best possible business deal he could when the tko merger happened but also part of that and maybe he believed he would continue to have some control but that was taken yeah. away because he's he's part of somebody else's corporate structure now that company is a subsidiary yeah. and not only you know, when the Slim Jim thing comes down and then they immediately react and they go, hey, uh, he's not involved. That is also a sign to every other partnership that's letting Netflix know, that's letting anybody yep. else who may want to invest or want to do business with mm-hmm. TKO down the line. We take this seriously. Uh, you know, it's all in the name of money. We all want to live in a world where these things are done because they're just the right thing to do. And damn the money. Let's do the right thing. That's not the truth. What What is good is that we are slowly inching towards a society where doing the right thing is what makes you money. And that's yeah. been something that's missing. It's yeah. not there. We're not. I, I, mean, I don't think we're even 10% of the way there. That did become, oh, this is the right thing to do rather than the company sticking out and saying, this is a false investigation and we intend to blah, blah, blah. There was no circling the wagons. It was, you have to go work this out, whatever that means. Because we have to do business here and we can't have this effect. I spent too much money on this to have it all of a sudden have a, yep. dec- a steep drop in mm-hmm. decline because there's a, there's this cloud over it. So we got to get rid of the cloud. Yeah. 
He was warned in the SEC filing, which means I'm sure he was warned in many meetings before then if they warned the government that, hey, him being with us in like as part of this is probably going to mean some business is going to like they literally put Mm -hmm. it in their government filings that he was a a risk to the brand. Because they knew because they knew, Danielle, they'd been knowing about this. This is not new news. I know Hunter is very keen to tell us that they found out about it in real time, just like the rest of us. And it's like, well, you may have found out about the civil case. You may have found out the, uh, the specifics of the paperwork of what was in the paperwork yes that may have been the first time you read some of those texts i don't know i don't know if he was sharing them with his son-in-law but you knew about this accusation you knew about what was happening the pure fact that it came out two days after the netflix deal is announced it smacks of like can you just sit on it for like a fucking minute it you does. Know, it really does. Like, can you just give us until like the day after the day if that after? Had come out the day before? There's no way they would have been able to announce it. They just couldn't have. Right. The optics of course. Of it alone. No, you can't. It's it's I, I don't know. I'm not going to assume who knew and who who didn't know, because I could just as easily yeah. say they 100 percent knew they were probably part of it as I could say they didn't know anything that they could prove. We might not be able to say who knew, but we know some people. You, uh, somebody did must. Know. You you imagine somebody. Well, we knew know something. if if what he's saying is true in his delightful missives, people knew. What I would say is my thing is I'm not going back and accusing anybody of like you for sure. You were there. You were in the room. You were. Uh, what I'm when I say people knew, I'm saying a lawsuit like that. The way that the law works, mm-hmm. they were served the law. Someone they someone important has seen the lawsuit. Mm, sure, like that. Yeah. That you know what I mean. And so the fact that like there's no way that they didn't know that this was coming. For Cody, who you know says that he that the wrestlers are just finding out that I don't doubt. For Cody to to come at this with such an empathetic, like immediate empathetic response, and. To have that, I was expecting, and this would have been kind of a disappointing response, but I was expecting Hunter to be like, I really can't discuss this because we, you know, because of like, because we were in the middle of a lawsuit. Legal reasons. Legal reasons. I I was fully expecting that and I wouldn't have been happy with it, but I was expecting it. But to basically get like, oh, why are you guys harshing my buzz? No, no. I want to keep it positive. No, no. We just had an amazing week. $5 billion Netflix deal, Rock joining our board. We just sold out the Royal Rumble, put 48,000 people in the Tropicana Field. I choose to to focus on the positive. And yes, there's a negative, um, but uh, I want to focus on that and just keep it to that. I thought Cody did a pretty great job of um, acknowledging it, addressing it, without really saying anything, you know? And Cody was just like, oh man, fucking wild you know that was <laughs> to paraphrase great cody like this is crazy um but for triple h to just be like look it's been a great week you know come on it's like, no no babe and, and no that can't be your first answer you you can't i would have you- preferred i can't yes like i legally yes. cannot i i when the time is right we will speak to you on this but for right now i legally cannot speak to this why was that not your response 
how is that not just in the back of your brain? I'm not rich. And that is in like the, the like, that was my first thought was like, oh, well, he's going to say he can't talk about it because of legal reasons. Yeah. And, 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 and so, yeah, for like that, just like you didn't even think that this is important enough or that people were going to actually press you on it enough to practice yeah. a better I mean, response. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he truly didn't. Maybe. maybe he thought the damp slices of ham that ask him questions in these things were going to give him... A, a, a soft you know, ride. I don't know. You know. It's it's very weird. This week is very weird because you have a great thing happen, then a horrific thing happen, and then yeah. you have an event, and you're there afterwards to talk about the event. Yes. Credit to Cody for answering the way he did. I do agree. Triple H could have handled it differently, but I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't think anybody was training him in crisis management for that moment. I, I I truly don't. They should. Have. If you are an executive at WWE, you should be in crisis <laughs> well, management. But I, you know what I mean. One. Like I, I don't yeah, know yeah. that he was yeah, he was yeah, equipped yeah. for that. That wasn't what the press conference was supposed to be. That said, I'm not. I give a ton of credit to the reporters who asked tough questions yes. because it would have been weird if they didn't. And also credit to the WWE PR team who, from what I understand, never put a governor on what anybody could or couldn't ask. And you would think, because this is professional wrestling, that the first thing would be, you know, you know, if they're taking away Goldberg yeah. signs in 2000, 2001, then yeah. for sure they're not going to allow anybody to ask questions about this. And I think also that that stuff is complex. When you have someone who is accused of a terrible thing, and that person is also a relative. Yeah. It's not all the, the Lady Macbeth stuff that you want it to be on television or assume it will be backstage. Mm-hmm. He is married to the guy's daughter. That said, I'm not letting him off the hook, but I can imagine. Oh, we're allowed to say that there's nuance. There's, of course there's nuance. There's processing yeah. happening we there We talk our shit, him. but we, we know gray areas. Yeah. We, <laughs> I think, we understand that there's nuance. I think we talk that our there shit. are people who are processing this. In different ways than other people are. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that doesn't mean he shouldn't be able to answer it or he shouldn't be able to give a more cogent answer of, you know, at least seems like we're do- we're going to do everything we can to make sure this never happened again. There's no, yeah. I-, I don't think that yes. they've rewritten yeah. the handbook. That was at least the right thing to say is like, we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. Just an acknowledgement yeah. of even because it doesn't have to be like because again like there are we we understand as adults there are like legal things he's not going to be able to be like that motherfucker did it throw him under the jail he's not me he can't tweet wild allegedly that someone allegedly did something um, but I think that yeah like I think just a little bit of like you know this is a very concerning situation we're definitely keeping our eyes on it and this is something that cannot be allowed in wrestling. And even if that was all that he said, I think that that's just what people were looking for. Just an acknowledgement of like, Hey, can like, can you give us fucking something that says if this happens, this is wrong. And we're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again. I think that reports that we're getting, and we're going to get more reports coming out about necessary changes that were made during the rumble and in booking going forward because of some of the relevations that came out, in the lawsuit, it is going to be the thing that's on the forefront of people's minds. And even if you have to put that aside during the show, at a certain point, you got to be like, okay, well, now's the part where I've got to dig that back up because like, it is my responsibility as somebody who like is in charge of this to at least, at least pat me on the head. Like, I don't, you know, who, who knows if it, if it's just lip service, but I think all of us did just want that little bit of like, please just tell us that you get that this is fucking awful and that you're going to make sure this isn't like an institutionalized thing that keeps happening. 
please. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to close with this, just t- talking about this a little bit and see, see where both of you are. Because there's a part of me that is the televising the OJ trial. Like we are used to when celebrities or people of note face their day in court for something that is number one, you're going to go in with an opinion as to what the outcome is going to be. But number two, your intent on watching it play out for me, I, I find myself torn between, I want to know what happened. This is a guy who has been around for a very long time and been a prominent figure in something I've been a fan of for a very long time. And there's a part of me that wants to compartmentalize that away. Like, all right, he's now no longer associated with WWE. I want to go enjoy wrestling and then know or hope that the legal process carries out the way you you would want it to if these allegations are true. I want to know what happens, but I don't want to sit on top of it just because it feels unhealthy. And and oh, and yeah. ultimately it's I like it. I don't want to make a television show out of people getting hurt. No, and the person involved is not for our consumption. You know, they are not a public no, figure. No, no, that's no. why we're not using their name because she didn't ask to be part yeah. of this. You know, like that's the fucked up thing. And I I both want to see justice served, <laughs> like passionately want that. In all of these cases we're seeing brought against rich men who have abused their position and hurt people in whatever way. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to follow it. I just want to know it's done. I want it fixed. You know? Fucking fix it. I want it fixed. Yeah, I'm tired. We're tired, right? Women are fucking tired. I just... And it's another one. I mean, again, not to drag it down, but, like, there was another very famous court case that settled very recently, a civil case against someone that did something terrible and said something terrible about a person. And that person was found guilty, but they've said they're going to appeal. Will the woman involved ever get her money? Maybe not, but she got her name, which is important um but i don't want to see it played out as spectacle you're right al i just want to know that it will be fixed i just want to know that someone somewhere is sitting down with this and saying this does not happen here yeah and i just want to make sure that i and all of us were expressing love for like all of the victims involved in this before we go obviously we're going to be hearing more this is not going away and the most important thing, despite wrestling drama and any of that other nonsense is, we just are really hoping that the people who are directly involved in this, whether we know who they are or not, are being taken care of and um, just sending all our love out to them. Yeah. If you have any thoughts about the Royal Rumble or the end of Vince McMahon's involvement with WWE, you can find us at all the socials via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that you should know about. That's up next on Tights and Fights. It played a part in a democratic revolution in Portugal, it introduced the world to Riverdance, and it launched Celine Dion's career. But you might have never watched it. It's got so much history and so many storylines that it can feel overwhelming to get into. Mm-hmm. It's like a real housewife season, but everyone's a better singer. Well, sometimes. But that's where we come in. I'm Dimitri Pompey. I'm Oscar Montoya. And I'm Jeremy Bent, and we're the hosts of Eurovangelists. If you're new to Eurovision, we'll tell you everything you need to know to start enjoying the world's most important song competition. And if you're already a fan, we'll dive deep on its wildest moments like when ireland sent a turkey puppet to sing for them your evangelist new episodes every thursday on maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcasts 
Jordan Cruciola, host of Feeling Seen, where we start by asking our guests just one question. What movie character made you feel seen? I knew exactly what it was. Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Joy Wang slash Jabutupaki. That one question launches amazing conversations about their lives, the movies they love, and about the past, present, and future of entertainment. Roy in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I worry about what this might say about me, but I've brought Tracy Flick in the film Election. So if you like movies, diverse perspectives, and great conversations, check us out. Oof, this is real. New episodes of Feeling Seen drop every week on MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. It's time for us to share three things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over? There is a Twitter account named Jay the Chow, I believe. I'm not sure. It's J-A-Y-T-H-E-C-H-O-U. And this Twitter account has been doing something where... Uh, just called I Photoshop Paddington into a movie, game, or TV show until I forget. They have been doing this for over a thousand days now. They did two in a row that made me super happy. So first of all, Paddington is like the best thing ever. And if you haven't seen the Paddington movies, it is like giving yourself a hug from inside your own brain. It is amazing. Watch Paddington, eat some fucking marmalade. It's great. The first one is <laughs> they Photoshop. They Photoshop Paddington into the ring during a scene of Iron Claw as the ref, <laughs> which is one of my favorite things in the world. But that one I actually saw after uh, the one that they did, I believe, yesterday, which was day 1054, which had Paddington coming out number 30 in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> it is he simply so happy <laughs> he's already taken his coat off he's ready to go he, he's leaving on the hat obviously because you yeah. got to stick yeah, with yeah, your yeah. gimmick yeah, but yeah. you can tell he's looking right at the sign <laughs> he knows it's exactly. perfect he knows i'm he looking wants. at it right now and it's perfect <laughs> it makes me so happy and every time i look at it i can't help but smile and also it's like i already know what everybody else or i have an inklings of what everyone else is going to put over and they're just the same stuff i would have put over too so i was like fuck it paddington <laughs> it makes me happy Beautiful. Uh, oh, we all need more Paddington in our lives. Yeah. Lindsay? I, they also have Paddington in, in the box with Taylor Swift uh, Chiefs game. I'm just, <laughs> just going to say it. It's so great. Much. It's so great. Um, do you know what? I had like 18,000 million things I want to put over. Uh, I'm going for the most... I, 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 anything R-Truth has ever done, I just feel like <sighs> needs to go over R-Truth running in to the Women's Rumble, R-Truth walking in the rumble saying welcome to wrestlemania happy wrestlemania y'all like when he was <laughs> arriving in earlier in the day our truth talking about tom and Nick, anything our truth ever i just fucking love him i he love him forever. for the hot tag the hot tag waiting for the hot tag and dom then eventually just capitulating and doing it like when when dom finally did just make the tag oh that oh man. my god what is that that's two moments in the Rumble, yeah, directly given to us by our truth, and he did the awesome truth little dance with Miz. Like yeah. that man is doing so much heavy lifting. 
so much heavy lifting right now. He's our Paddington. He's oh, our yes. God, Paddington. he is our Paddington. He is. <laughs> well, let me follow that up then with what happened backstage after after he was pulled for, or eliminated, actually, from the women's rubble. I also want to shout out uh, before that. Uh, th- that was a great comedy spot. Chelsea Green's comedy spot in, in so the good. women's rumble so was good. so good. It was so, so, so good. She sold it so well. Like you can't, if you don't appreciate that as a wrestling fan, I don't know what to do to bring joy into your life. It was a live action <laughs> cartoon moment. It was fucking yeah. gorgeous. Everything she did was great. Every, yeah. all of her whole period in the rumble, I thought was fantastic. Just her perfect. Gear, everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, but here's what happened. Uh, this is the moment between <laughs> R-Truth and Adam Pierce backstage right after uh, he was eliminated from the Women's Rumble. What happened to that, man? You told me was, last night. What did you say? What do you mean what I say last night? I didn't say go out there in the Women's Royal Rumble. And what happened to your hair? That was Nick. Mysterio? I need a drink. It's too early for that. <laughs> I, I just love, love him. him. Just the best. Oh, never I change. swear. Most of our, I, I think a lot of our group chat recently has just been, I love him, just mm-hmm. talking about our truth. He's so great. Live, laugh, and love. That does it for this episode <laughs> of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Loveland. You can follow me at Hal Loveland to find out what's going on with me. But, you know, just be a good person is what I hope for everybody. Danielle? Mm. I second be a good person. I have stuff coming up, so stay tuned. I'll tell y'all about it when I can. I am looking for additional work in between projects, so I have been hardcore on Twitter talking my shit. So if that sounds like something you might be into, because I am spending way too much time online while I apply for jobs that are obviously scams um, just so many so so many i'm pretty sure i applied for something that's like an, an ai digital scam it's all scams all the way down um but so uh just follow me on on the twitter and on i'm gonna try to be more on the pretty people apps the instas and the uh tiktoks i might take myself a talk i don't know i'll let you know Lindsay, i'm very into just putting over be a decent person (laughs) like i love that let's let's have that be our fucking goal for this week i'm really i'm not saying forever let's just go one day at a time friends (laughs) like let's see what we can do we're all trying out here other than that yeah i got books you know that that's the thing that i do i got books uh and you can hear all about them on the internets i i actually spend more time on the pretty person app i'm on instagram a lot but like just because it's less pressure for the words like I already do so many of the words yeah. on the Instagram, I can just do the picture a break. and say silly things, and I love that about it. Um, but at Lindsay Kelk, wherever you care to find me, I'll eventually find you. So come say hi. And that's not a threat. That's just a fact. No, it's like a pleasant threat. <laughs> I will eventually find you. <laughs> Our producer is the pun D, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. Those are in the show notes. Find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at maxfunstore.com. Celebrate ice cream Christmas all year long. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Here comes the pain. This is a podcast, they are podcasters.
Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.